Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Tonight we are discussing Farhad Mashiri's first year at Goodison Park. The majority shareholder came on board last February and since then there's been a lot of developments both on the pitch and off it. Tonight, myself, the other Mark and Sedo are going to discuss them. We are. Lads, bit of an overview. Happy with how things have gone? Yeah, a quiet, steely precise determination to move this club forward has now been introduced to a boardroom level ambition is, has not been it's not Vegas but it's like you know it's uh, it's ominous in what's happening uh, at Everton and quotes from Joe Anderson saying there's a revolution going on uh, that the media are blissfully unaware of and, and everyone else it just makes it all the more uh, mouthwatering what's happening with Everton you know I think uh, it's been been great, what we've been crying out for for a long time. Sedo? Fantastic stuff, isn't it, so far? You know, years down the line. I think this time last year, if, you, if you'd have said we were this far down the line as we are now, off the pitch, I think everyone would have went, you know what, we're moving forward. Yeah. But I think to add what's going on on the pitch into that mix makes it even better for me. Yeah. yeah. Bringing in the right personnel for the, for the team, not, not just for the 11, but for the squad and the club as a whole. Um, getting the right people on board at boardroom level, um, and I know Robert Elstone's had a had a taken a lot of stick, but obviously, I think Farhad Mashiri must think highly of him to keep him and make him a, a, one of the directors there as well. So, you know, everyone's got a different opinion on him, and yeah, you know, pay, my personal opinion on him, I don't really like the man. I, you know, I no. don't think he's good for the club. But at the same time, you know, who are we to sort of argue with Farhad Mashiri, who's plowing absolute millions and millions into the club? So yeah, you know, twelve months down the line, you know, I don't think we could have asked for any more. Agree again. I echo those sentiments, and I think um, he was what Everton needed. He was what Bill Kenwright needed, and he was Absolutely. what us supporters needed. Yeah. Um, and although people may look at it and be like, "Well, there's not been anything significant in development terms, in terms of." He's not going to turn up and start signing players for 40 million, you know, your Rubinio type esque, yeah. what's happened with Man City. I do believe the project that Mashiri's put together and that is ongoing is a positive one. And I'm really, yeah. really positive about it. More positive about off field things at Everton than I've ever been before. So I, th- I think with, with, with Farhad Mashiri, and when you look at Man City, I think a lot of things can be learned from how Man City went about it. Yeah. You know, they automatically just started throwing money at it left, right and centre, which, you know, they probably can't afford to do. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not in that ballpark as yet. But a lot of stuff can be learned um, from Man City. You know, we alluded to it in the last podcast and, you know, keeping the core values of Everton yeah. is, is a massive thing. And, and I Absolutely. Think, I think Bill Kenwright's probably hammered that home to, um, to Farhad Mashiri as well, you know. It's all right throwing money at it, but we need to keep our identity and our core values within there. But I think that's yeah. why Ken Wright's still there as well. Mm. Well, maybe for the first time ever in that guy's history, he's actually proving some use now because there's now he's not gen- he's not in charge of running the club really. Is he? You know, machine. He's got the reins, uh, and the guys. I can't believe I'm actually praising Bill Ken Wright, but maybe his enthusiasm for the club, which clearly is there. Um, and and is know how I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. Maybe the emotion of the guy is helping is helping 
Uh, well, it resonates with. Well, I'm sure people understand what what I'm trying to say. It's maybe maybe that's added with a bit of business acumen for once. Is a uh, it's gonna with a little bit know. of history, if you yeah, a little bit of history. It resonates well, with machinery, though, as well. Yeah, but now there's a guy who's a doer, not a talker, and so we can let the talking guy talk and, and, and help to do it. So that's what probably the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast, but I hope it makes sense. No, it's not. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably the most complimentary you've been, if that's even a word, complimentary. Yeah. Complimentary, yeah. uh, complimentary towards Bill Kenwright than you've ever been, but yeah, you know, let's not let's not look back on the past 16, 17 years. Let's not look no. at that. Let's look at the twelve months that have just been. Okay, Farhad Mashiri came in. You're in the know, said oh, you didn't know about him, did you? There's about a thousand in the nose of Evertonians out there. Apparently, we're being bought by Americans. One, one, one minute. The next thing, this Iranian billionaire from Arsenal. Strolls in and buys forty nine percent worth of a stake in the club, yeah. and it came out the blue, didn't it? It did, yeah. And it was yeah. a year ago. Yeah, we're, we're still on the ale since, aren't we? We're still <laughs> enjoying it more often as well, mate. The pints are going down quicker, you know. What I've absolutely loved is there was no. He's abs- There's a real methodical approach to what's what's been going on behind the scenes, you know. Um, he's, there, there's been no sense of. They will do things at their own pace. They're going to get us there where we need to get. And there's there's been fan hysteria about a poor window here, a poor window there and stuff. But, you know, we have improved right throughout that period. You know, even if it's getting rid of players that we don't want anymore. You know, there's a real clear... You've got to be blind as a bat to see that there's no plan ever. And now it's... The, the, the emphasis is on, on youth, on on vibrancy... On quality, on the best youth in the land, we're pin, you know we're taking players. It, it the, I loved the Luckman signing. Said it all for me. He was the best talent in League One. There was no arse in a boat. We just went in and got him. And it didn't matter what the price was. Eleven million quid for a League One player. People would Evertonians especially would say, you know. But at the time, you know, we're just taking the best talent around and and, and adding it to our squad. I just loved the the whole emphasis on. Vibrancy on clearing out. We don't want to be. We don't want to appear stale. We don't want to be stale. We want to be on the up and competitive and youthful and dynasty building. And that's what's screaming out of this era. Sorry. I no, I, I, I've been aching to get it out. That's what's screaming about Machiri is that long lasting. I'm not laughing success. at you. I'm just no. I'm laughing because it's <laughs> it's a new Mark Ellis. <laughs> it's a new Everton. Yeah, it's a new, <laughs> it's a new me. Quite literally. But Mark since he come in, no said that we had, he's had some decisions to make as well. Mm. Let's be honest. You know, his first three months were were quite were, were quite tricky um, yeah. in terms of the management of the club and the decision was made um, just hours before the end of season awards to get rid of Martinez. <coughs> Let's not forget how much Roberto Martinez was paid mm-hmm. to be sacked at Everton. Yeah. Let's not forget how much Ronald Koeman was paid to be appointed. It's gone on from there, hasn't it? I think it is his first three months, you know, as the majority shareholder, was always going to be a bit of a rocky patch because he had to settle an always rocky shit. You know, he had to appease the fans who were on the back of yeah. of the board from you know for the past God knows how long, and you know it was always yeah. going to be tricky. And then you add into the factor of Martinez wasn't producing the goods for the for the team. No. You know, he, 
he had a really tough season. So from that point of view, to have a, a rocky three months, in my opinion, was always probably going to be the case. Yeah. Um, his, his, his first massive decision, obviously, was to get rid of, of Martinez. Um, and, and it proves to be to be the right decision. One and twelve months down the line, so you know he's not a billionaire for nothing. He makes these decisions in life every day. Yeah, hires and fires people probably every day of the year. You know, for three hundred and sixty-five days. So he's, you know, he's ruthless. He's you ruthless. don't get to be a billionaire by not being. But that, that's the thing, though. He's ruthless, but he's ruthless with a plan and a team behind him of businessmen. Corporate people who know what to do and how to plan a business, how yeah. to grow that business, and how to move it forward within a short space of time, which he has done over the past twelve months. Yeah, one hundred percent. The first three months were like he, he had to do a lot of the ugly stuff. The fans don't see that these fans just want instant signings and mm. and and stadium announcements and stuff like that. You know, to represent what we want as a fan base. But that guy cleared the debt. That that. Straight away, pretty much, give us an eighty million pound loan that he's not asked about us paying back. Um, quite clearly, a mm. lot of ugly stuff had to go on, so he was on a hiding to nothing from the word go because of the sixteen years where we haven't had no investment, and people thought, well, there he is, so let's let's see the money right away. He had to he's had to sweep up a lot of mess from the previous regime, so and now we're starting to see the fruits of 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 a clear minded. Everton and a, and a death for Everton. Which, some of what you've just said there, it, it grates on me the fact that people get restless about machinery spending and about mm. stadium announcements and about player signings mm. and about this and about that and about not signing Gaviadini and <laughs> this and that. And, you know, yeah. let's be honest, it happens on a daily basis whereby a lot of people have sat silent for a lot of number of years. And just being happy to make do. Yeah. And yeah, of course, Mashiri's money is a lot different to Bill Kenwright and Peter Johnson's money. Yeah. But people have ha- been happy to settle. Yeah. It's and a I fan mean, mentality. Settle, it's settle in terms of a mentality for what's put in front of them, but also for what they demand. Whereas now that money's come in. There's a modern day Premier League fan who sees a Chelsea and a Manchester City and says. Revolution, overnight revolution. Yeah. Whereas with Everton, I think and Farhad Mashiri, it's a more of a long-term revolution. And because, because, likes myself, you got yeah. certain views on the press regime, which I won't dwell on. I'm, I'm a lot more patient towards the off-field side of it, and yeah. I'll wait five years if it means Everton have got a super stadium, and I'll wait for five years if it means Everton get back in the Champions League. Of course, I want it to happen next season. Yeah. Of course, I want us to sign a forty million pound player. Of course, but I'm realistic also. Yeah. And being against previous regimes is not being unrealistic. It's just having it's yeah. opening your eyes to a lot of it. And I think with Machiri now, we're not going to sit here now around the table and go with all businessmen. But no, it's clear to see that the slow steps we're making are on the journey to <coughs> something big, and that's why I'm willing to give it time. Off-field, exactly. on the pitch, infrastructure, commercial, Finch Farm, sponsorship, yeah. council relationship, everything that we're going to probably talk about here now, I'm willing to give it time. And because Mashiri's on board. I think what you were saying there about um, you know, people pre-Mashiri, people were settled, settling for 
what they had in front of them, it's totally flipped on its head now, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you've got that ambition and the, and the, the passion and the, and the planning for the planning. Yeah. But as you say, you know, people years ago were, were almost like, oh yeah, you know, we'll, we'll finish seventh, we'll finish eighth. But they were kind of told though, weren't they? Like that, that. Yeah. That was the way it was going to yeah. be. But it, that, and, that went through to the, the media as well, didn't it? You know, yeah. we had seasons best there the where, best. yeah, it was almost like, you know, oh, Everton are punching above the weight. We're not going to get that now. No, because you've got the money behind you. Yeah, but we've also got the manager talking that that's not acceptable. We've got the, the owner, you know. Clearly, I just love what's going on. I love the fact that no matter what else, there's, for the first time in a long, long time, there's there's a clear ambition behind what's going on at Everton to retain us to the very top. I know all we're talking about now is top four. And that's all we can talk about because we haven't been in top four for fifth, you know, two thousand four, which is twelve years, thirteen years ago. So we've mentioned there that he got rid of Martinez, a major decision. It was a decision that had to be made that probably could have been made a lot earlier. But fair enough, he came on board in the February. Martinez was sacked in the April, was it? Yeah. yeah. Since then, we've appointed Ronald Koeman and Steve Walsh, which hasn't come cheap. No. Nope. We've, we've basically gone to Southampton, who have finished above us the past two years. Yeah, a progressive club, shall we say, in terms of the, the managerial skills and player mm-hmm. talent that they generate. Yeah, yeah. We've plucked their manager and we've gone to the English champions and plucked their head of recruitment, mm. and we've been in a, that much of an attractive proposition to Steve Walsh that he's been willing to leave them and come to us. Yeah. Number two things that happened in the, in the first two, three, four months of Farhad Mashiri's involvement at Everton. An emphasis on infrastructure. So the whole system was not geared to get Everton where he wants them to get. So he's now, you know, scrambled up what was gone before, threw it away, and we start from that's what you've got to love the methodical approach, the clear, right, this is the way we're going to do it, and this is the way we're going to get there. And that's through player recruitment and the best, so we're going to get the best recruiter in the land. Then we've got all kinds of like, we're pinching, you know, we're pinching scouts from, from major clubs now who are working for us. The emphasis is on getting them right players in. And probably at the best rates as well, do you know what I mean? So it's not, there's a clear desire to get us where we need to get, and there's a, there's, they can, they've mapped out a plan for us and how we're going to get there. And uh, Steve Walsh is a massive part of that, you know. And it's going to, like Human said, he's, we, we've already got rid of so much shite in that squad, and now we've got good quality, amazing quality youth coming through, and added to a few signings, Stick Rooney and that. This, he talks complete sense why shouldn't we be, be challenging the top four next season we've already got a good team building on confidence week on week it's never going to go down now with, with you know I hope it won't you know I, I, I like the way he started the, the project if you know the buzzword project he started yeah. the project in the background he started off getting the right people in in the right positions to deal with the things that need dealing with so one financial side of it, as we all know. Yeah. We weren't great where we were finances no. and now you know we have got I think it's the, the Russian fellow who deals with all the all the business accounts for Everton. Oh yeah, right answer. Yeah. So to have him on board and fixing the books that needed fixing and then he's gone to the next stage and went, Right, what do we need now? Okay, we need a head scout. Gone and got the top head scout from Leicester. Now what do we need? We need a yeah. top manager. So it's yeah. gone from the, the background and it's slowly coming through to the fore. Yeah. 
Mm. You know, so the, build, the, build, yeah. the building blocks are there. So and we're starting to see that bare fruit in the first team. Absolutely. And then you look at, you know, we, we can talk about player signings, the commercial deals, the make-up, yeah. the Goodison, the, the, the stadium project. We'll come to all them things gradually as we go through. But in terms of player signings, I don't... It's quite ironic that on the back of this podcast we've just seen David Moyes come to Goodson Park who, let's be honest, he was a master of plucking your Phil Jagielkas, your Tim Cales, the most two famous Everton players of the past decade, you could yeah, say, yeah. two mm-hmm. of which, bringing them in on a shoestring and making them into Premier League international players as well, and yeah. rem- players who would be remembered at Everton. On a budget... He was yeah. on a budget. Walter Smith was. Yeah. Sell to buy policy. He was a bit mentality. loose. Some people may say that still remains. You know, we just sold John Stones for £50 million. Pounds. We sold Maraman Fellini for 30 mil. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Premier League sides sell players. Well, not unfortunately, but you sell that your players. across the park are well famous for it. Well. Any good player the place they've spent to do tri- They've spent a trillion and they're playing centre-halves. So <laughs> They're playing <laughs> centre mid to centre half. But we won't go there with that one. Can't we? Because I've been having so much fun. <laughs> Should get Carragher back in, shouldn't we? Really? But that, again, sorry, play recruitment. Ronald Koeman's identifying targets. Yeah. And he's given the funds to do it. Yeah. Fair enough, we missed out on a couple. You know, we went in for that Kula Bali. Yeah. Went in for Gabbiadini, amongst others. But we got Garner Guy. We got Balassi. We got Ashley Williams, captain of Swansea. Yeah. We brought in Stecklenberg. We've brought Morgan Schneiderlin. We've brought Adam Ola Luchman. And I'm sure there's probably a couple I've missed off there. Yeah, yeah. we've got a couple of loans. But don't forget, two, three years ago, we were called Everloan. We were yeah. signed Jared Delafoe, Roman Lukaku, who were coming as a stopgap for Everton. Yeah. Now we're loaning out Jared Delafoe. Yeah, that says it all. And Lukaku's our top scorer. Yeah. AC Milan are taking our fringe players off us. So that, needs, that tells you everything you need to know about where we're going. So this is the difference. Player signings. I'm fully confident that if Ronald Koeman says, I want to go out tomorrow and buy X, Y and Z, then Farhad Mashiri will give him the materials to go and buy X, Y and Z. Yeah. If X, Y and Z don't see Everton as an attractive proposition because of location, because of European involvement, etc., there's nothing we can do about that. We can offer wages, we can can meet the fee and let them decide. Liverpool have found that. United and City have found that with players Players going to Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea in the past, yeah. Mm So that's a big thing for me, feeling confident going into transfer windows as well. Yeah, we'll lose players. And this is why, if we can go back, the signing of Rooney, if we can get him, would be so much more you know, important to us, is that it's, you know, Rooney is, uh, would, would help attract other players to the club, wouldn't he? You know? It's a name though, isn't it? It's a name. Yeah. The thing is, if, if Koeman and Walsh think, no, we're, we're going to make a serious play for Rooney, we're yeah. going to give him. All right, we'll go to one, two, five a week. Yeah, that we'll guy. I'm fully confident that Everton could get him. They could bend his ear, and if, if, if Walsh and his team and Cumin and his team think, yeah, it's a, a benefit to Everton, they're going to bring them in, and that goes for everyone else. It doesn't matter if it's a 19 million, 19 year old from League One, or it's a 29 year old from League Un yeah. in France. Yeah, if they feel. Guy. We've got the recruitment set up there now from the top to bottom that I fully yeah. 
believe no. in what they're trying to achieve and the, 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 the targets that they're identifying. Nine times out of ten, they're going to go out and get them because we've got the clout now. Yeah. But we have to have, we have to get back up there amongst the so-called top four. We have to get that in the recognised places in the Premier League. Yeah. Because that will help with the the fees, the wages, and the attraction. Totally agree. We've got that's why like the likes of the Tottenham game is so important. You know, that we try and make a statement. We've got to try and claw one of them clubs down, whether it be Arsenal, who I think uh, maybe hitting a, a you know a lean period. Well, they're on a lean period anyway, but I think they could be. The ones that we could get, or you know, we've got to start. We've got to start wanting to get above Tottenham again. You know, that's finish above Arsenal. Yeah, finish above. We've got to finish above Arsenal. Yeah, who's, finish above, above Arsenal. <laughs> we'll get to Usman over the minute. Your mate is like, I'm still waiting for him. <laughs> still waiting for that invite to the yacht, man. <laughs> just get us on the yacht. We're not going to have to wear anything else. But <laughs> just, just looking at the player signs, though, I think it's all right going to throw 30, 40, 50 million at a player. You know, if it does get to that point. But first and foremost, it's got to be a fit for Everton. The player's yeah. got to come into that team and make an impact straight away. If you're going to spend that amount of money on a player, you know exactly like Morgan Schneider, we, we paid 30, 30 million, 32 million for him. In total. In total. After yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's made an impact straight away. So obviously, you know, we, we don't want to just go abroad and throw no. 50, 50 million on a player. Yeah. As I say, he's got to come in and make that impact straight away. Yeah. So... And that's where your scouting comes into it as you well. You said it before, though, mentality. in terms of the uh, the right fit in the squad. So you come in, you don't come in and be like, you know, I'm ex United. Yeah, you know, I've no egos. Done that. Yeah, you come in because you want to play for your shirt. And it seems like we've got that now. We've trimmed, yeah. we've trimmed the shite, mm. like the fat of the meat. Yeah, absolutely. And now we've got the meat. Now we're left with the guppy. And now we're having the steak. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Eventually now, we'll have the peppercorn sauce. Keep going on about <laughs> dessert in the summer and everything. But I know, <laughs> you know I'm going off on one there, yeah, but you know, it, you like it is, it's, the, it's identifying mm. that. And as you say, Sado, it, you can identify a £50 million Mark Ellis, but does Mark Ellis fit into that Everton squad? Yeah. Will he bring the right attitude, mentality, everything? And it seems to me that since last May everyone who's walked through that door at Goodison Park has been for the better of Everton FC which yeah. pleases me most and I don't know I'm not saying that's all down to Farhad Mashiri but that do, that is looking at this on paper the things that we've talked about tonight but it that's is the down thing that pleases me most it is kind of down to because he introduced the infrastructure behind them signings you know what I mean so there's not just a manager identifying a player uh, Martinez identifying Niasi for example there's now a clear plan there's behind every player that, that joins us you know there's certainly a methodology behind every sign on that they're going to make now yeah. and in the future yeah but for me as it's a business you've got to probably think long term as well because yeah. you know the, the likes of probably Garner Gay will have a sell on value yeah, you know, if totally. it does get to that, I mean, you know, every player has got a price. As yeah. Liverpool found out with Suarez, and you know, Ronaldo found out, and Tottenham found out. Every no club is immune from good players leaving, are they? You know, it's absolutely the way so. In the football world, I think that's why Everton are probably looking at these sort of younger type players as well. Yeah, and thinking to themselves, if we make a little bit of money on him, yeah, in the future, if we need to sell. You yeah. know, we, we we might not we might not need to sell, you know, but it might get to the point where you know a really massive club across Europe, Bayern yeah. Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, might come in for the likes of Adam Ola Luckman. You never know. You know, yeah. you never know. It's an investment. Again, we have to realise we're being run as a business as well. So of course that's gonna 
that that's going to be part of thinking as well. It's not just to improve the team short term, you know. But you're right, you're absolutely right. It's but then at the same time, as with the players that come in, and you know, we we go back to Rooney. It's yeah. the commercial side of it. Yeah. You know how many we could give Rooney 150 grand a week. Yeah. He'll make that back in shirt sales in no time. But not just that. Weeks. Let's fit football fans are always some fans are extremely fickle looking for the next club to support mm. and stuff like that. You know, and, and the amount of new fans you would attract through that, I think, with with Rooney signing, uh, just gets us out across the whole world, doesn't it? You know, that a player like that would would come back home still reasonably in his mm. in his time. You know, he's not at the end of his career. It's not like he's gone to MLS thirty eight. It, it, it you makes know. you think, doesn't it? You know, the, the players that we that we have brought in. Whether Everton have a checklist, you know, yeah. you can imagine them sitting around the board but in the boardroom around the table and going, okay, so uh, if we get Wayne Rooney in, will he tick box A, which is will he sell X amount of shirts? Yeah, <laughs> will he tick in that box? Number two, will he improve our squad? Tick, yeah, that box. Yeah. If you get five ticks, we go and buy them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy's only got four ticks. We're not going to sell a yeah. shirt. No. Leave it. No, Scrap but it. you're absolutely right, though. But it's interesting that you know, as as we said before, the, the infrastructure that we've got in the background. Yeah. Whether they all will sort of maybe have an influence in a decision to buy a player. Yeah. As I say, because of the sell-on value. If that's part of the thinking, I think possibly it is. You know, we are being run as a business as much as, as we are a new ambitious football club you know it's just no no, no matter how, how you want to sugarcoat it Everton Football Club along with every other football team in the Premier League and Championship are a business it's as simple as that so as I say every single player has got to have yeah. a, probably a sell on value yeah. because it's a business you don't want to make a loss on a, on a player straight away no. you, you don't want to go and pay 50 million for the League One player, for example, you know, because yeah. you know you're not going to recoup that money. No, so 11 million for Luckman in this market looks extremely shrewd, doesn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. and a player who's going to improve, and a player. If you, if you if you think next season if he if he pops up with eight goals, and then gets in the England squad, yeah, what's 13 million? Do you know what I mean? Next to nothing. These are the things that you've got to consider long term, and I think that goes back to what I said before about the long term project. And I know you said about the buzzword, but it is more like that rather than just a slapdash approach to it and yeah it's like it's I said before you know every player's got to have a sell on value yeah you know so it's pointless trying to run a business when you're already at a loss yeah you know yeah. so you know I said it before it's this a guy he's 100% got a sell on value now we bought him for 7-8 million yeah. what's he worth now yeah. We've made the profits straight away. Yeah, so on that's, what that's, that's what the business side of it in the background is what we're looking at. Yeah. Before we go and spend all this money. It's assets, isn't it? Actually, what assets yeah. you've got, yeah, yeah. And you want your assets to increase in value, not decrease, you know. So Which goes games. back to you're trimming the squad and you're getting rid of the dead wood because they're not, they're not of any value to the club. No. Unfortunately, to put it harshly, the but likes of right. Brian Oviedo, the likes of Darren Gibson, the likes of Aidan McGeady, the likes of. Conley and stuff, you know. Exactly. They're not worth nothing. You're, you're trimming them down until we get to a point where everything we've got is an asset to have, which makes for a better Everton. Absolutely, and that's also the business side coming through onto the football side of it. Do you know what I mean? Is that is that we're not interested? If, if we're not, you know, at worst we're gonna make we're gonna make money on you, you know. But at best, you're gonna we're gonna keep you and and, and and you're gonna improve us and we're gonna win trophies and stuff. It's it's. It's trying to get the best of both worlds for Everton. Isn't it? Defo, you know? and 
What about the commercial deals and you know the sponsorship? You've got the goods from Makeover. We've got there's an awful lot that he's done or he's been involved in since he's been here, or a lot that we've at least seen in the past, yeah. you know, twelve months. And look, look at the deal that he's got to sponsorship training. of uh, the training ground, Finch Farm. Look at the Goodison makeover. Yeah. It's a bit of cladding. People have said, why are you doing Goodison up if you're going to move anyway? Well, why not? If you've got the money to spend on it and it makes it look more attractive it's and makes it look more appealing, then it should have happened years ago anyway, in my opinion. Absolutely. But now we've got the funds and the ideas behind it and the yeah. branding behind it, then it's, it, it all makes sense and it's embracing, it's embracing the legacy of Goodison Park. Yeah. Same with the free school. Same yeah. with everything else that goes on around L4. When Everton eventually move out of that area, Everton is still trying to do something in terms of the impression and the stamp on that area. That's right. Now, I'm not just saying a bit of Cladden's going to do that, but they're still trying to make an impression on where they've always been. This is, yeah, this is what I was trying to say. It's all about how we're looking to people as well. It's so important to them that we're appearing uh, ambitious. Down to business. You know, yeah, we, we also want to appear ambitious as much as we are ambitious. So, doing a good son is, is at best sticking a, a new dress on an old girl, you know, before we hear last hurrah. That's, that's it. But it's all about how we're looking to everybody else right now. And then, you know, it looks fantastic, doesn't it, the ground right now? Absolutely. I, I poo pooed the idea when I first heard it because I thought to myself, the money can be better spent elsewhere. But you know what? I was totally wrong because. You wouldn't turn up to a, a job interview in a pair of shorts, flip-flops, no. and a T-shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the impression that you get when you're walking up to a, a building. You want to see, you want to think to yourself, "Now that actually looks good." That yeah, you know, I want to come back here. So it, stop you being wrong about Ross Barkley, and you're being wrong about the stadium <laughs> upgrade as well. I know absolutely not about football. <laughs> I thought you were in the know. <laughs> Next time he goes to the toilet, we're going to discuss several future on the show. <laughs> I'm waiting for Farhan Machine to come out and say you're sacked. So you already know he's also win a bet though, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, said those tips. Said those tips. Three-one party first goal. Yeah, sounds crazy. Bet. Again, it's another massive thing, and it's just completed, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, ironically, Alex Young was one of the one of the the players who was adorned on the side of the stadium, and rightly yeah. so. And yeah. something like that is a simple but effective thing, isn't it? You know, it's... we had to go to some timeline, but now we've took it one further. We've basically, you know, papering over the cracks with that, and we all know we're going to move eventually. But you know, let's be honest, the impression of the club. If you've got businessmen or if you've got potential investors or potential new players or yeah. new fans coming to an area, what are you going to do? Are they going to look at stained cladding, rusted cladding? Or are they going to look at Everton FC with all this branding and all these but, former players? With all this amazing history that I still say most clubs in that Premier League would give their right arm for, you know, emblazoned all over the club. At the end of the day, the area is right, and I'll use Liverpool as an example. Yeah. People might not like this, but... Anfield and Walton, not the best areas, North Liverpool. I grew up there myself. I, I know yeah. I know myself what it's like in them areas, what it was like, what it's now like. There's not a lot of difference, if I'm honest. There's things being flattened for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But when you walk up to Anfield with the main stand, what they've done redeveloped and what they're planning to redevelop, it makes a bit of a difference. I know that's upsetting people in terms of people have had to move out of houses or certain houses are being squashed, but the impression itself... They've decided yeah. to remain. Mm. They've decided to remain and do up the main stand. 
he may potentially do up the Annie Road. Goodison down the hill, yeah, have to do something in terms of Everton, yeah. have to do something in terms of the impression of what you've got. You've got more and more people coming to Liverpool, the yeah. city, not the club, more and more people to the city. So you go there and you see a brand new main stand with all this redevelopment, new gardens, new this, new that, flattened houses, Costa Coffees, hotels, potential. Yeah. Yeah. Then you go down to L4 with all due respect, Goodison Road Chippy, <coughs> Stain Cladden, not a lot going on, a couple of statues. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we love that because we're Evertonians and we love the match day experience, but also it does need a lick of paint, but it needs more than a lick of paint on a concourse and a bit of bleach in the Gladys Street bogs every 12 months. It needs more. <laughs> it's been given that. It's been given that. Yeah. And now, which we'll come to, the plans there for the, the moving See, off-site that's, to Bramley Moor. That's yeah. a visual representation of the, of what the board are trying to do. You would have to be now Stevie Wonder level of blindness to not to not see the the, the, the ambition behind Everton. And that is spending money, throwing good money after bad, what people might say if we're moving anyway. But they see the value in looking good, you know, as what well, before we really look good uh, on the docks. We, we just want to continue that impression that we're on the up. And, uh, the model, isn't it? Yeah. The council are rubbing their hands, aren't they? Let's be honest. Oh, the, the, can, the council are absolutely loving this because, one, you're going to see a new stadium, iconic stadium, I don't care what anyone says, it's going to be an iconic stadium, on the waterfront. You know, you've got the three graces, library building, you've got everything down the waterfront, picturesque, yeah. everyone knows it right across the world. Yeah. And then you've got this iconic stadium. Yeah. The council are going to make so much money from people coming in on day trips, and you know, and we take the piss out of Liverpool for all the day trips. But you know what? Right? It's going to make the club money. It'll make the club money. It's going to make the city money. It's going to regenerate the city as a whole. Yeah. What I want to see, though, bit of a side issue from the council, is the money that they make from Everton Football Club from this particular investment yeah. and deal, is that the area of Walton isn't neglected. No, I sincerely hope Joe Anderson and everyone else plough some money back into the community of yeah. Anfield or Walton, so it doesn't suffer. Suffer. Yeah, you know it's suffering now, and Everton Football Club are there. Yeah. So for the council to put their hands in the pockets and say the money that we're going to make from from this deal, we'll reinvest it into Walton. Yeah. Absolutely, spot on, yeah. One of the most intelligent points probably made tonight, and I completely uh, agree with totally that. Agree. Do you know what, right, growing up, up just up the road from, you know, the Verney, remember the Verney? Mm. Remember Annie Comp, things like that. Now, I'm not just sitting here and going to slag Liverpool FC off. Hicks and Gillette come in with their own ideas and done this and done that. The Verney went. The Verney was, uh, it, it was, it was run down anyway, you know, with all due respect. Anfield Comp wasn't the best. Mm. Other schools have been built, other things have been done. But from my, where my mum lives still now, upwards to Liverpool, Liverpool's ground, mm. there's Lovely. nothing. It's nothingness. And Stanley Park, such a vast area of of nothingness, which mm. is people were campaigning to keep areas of that park. But we've kept the park, but we've done nothing with the area. It yeah. means we've taken things away from the residents of Anfield. Yeah. And I was a resident of Anfield, and I walked to Goodison when I, when I lived there. And I've seen it myself, and I completely agree with that, because even round uh, Goodison is more built up. Mm. There's more businesses almost directly on top of Goodison that rely on Goodison that are just about clinging Absolutely. on because of Everton FC. Yeah. 
and county roads will always be a thoroughfare. Mm. But a lot of a lot of that is because of Everton FC as well. And I'm not talking about the brick and the spell and, and this the and that. I'm talking about Roman bargains. I'm talking about Matt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. the infrastructure of the whole area. Yeah, and it, I completely see that what you're saying because it's happened in too many areas in terms of. Well, it hasn't happened, but there's not a lack of re- there's a lack of regeneration in mm. certain areas and a lack of development. But from two areas for going through so much promise mm. and prosperous because of two football clubs for that to be taken away. But also, well, it was not taken away completely in Anfield because Liverpool are regenerating. Yeah. But Walton, it would be. Yeah. You'd be gone. You'd be city centre. Which would be a shame because and also an area that Evertonians hold dear as well. You know, that's the place where they go to match. That's the place where they they go on a Saturday. You know that's that's an area linked with happiness. You know, I ever ever know it's delivered, but you know everyone loves going to match, and and that's an area that everyone holds dear. I certainly do. You know, and I, you know from going to match over the years, County Road, it would be a disgrace. You know, real shame to see it go downhill because we've moved out the area. You know, because that's an area that everyone yeah. everyone frequents quite a lot and has a lot of affection for. So that's a valid point. So if you're listening, Joe Anderson. You better mm-hmm. listen to Sedol, like, because he's yeah. got some plans for this city. Yeah. By the way, his tweets over the new ground are, are not even subtle anymore. So, <laughs> let, let's let's move on then. Mashiri's coming. He's had to have this decision to get rid of Roberto Martinez. He's then appointed Ronald Koeman. He's then appointed Steve Walsh. Yeah. Or Mashiri and his colleagues have re- appointed those two people. Yeah. The player signings is something we've already discussed. The commercial deals... Sponsorship of Finch Farm, the Goodison makeover. Um, the stadium is on everyone's lips. It has to be talked about tonight. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm not an architect. You don't work for the council. You don't work for Everton. No. But we still know more than all three of them, don't we? So come on, we're going to have our say. We are. We want that super, super stadium, at least 70,000. Yeah. Trains. Planes, automobiles, roads renamed after Alex Young, Dixie Dean. Yeah. We want the lot. Dixie we Dean Boulevard. The most photographed skyline in the world. Part of it. Everton's big, big dirty ground sticking yeah. out of that. And what I want most... Never mind the lava bill. No. Everton's new ground. Which, and I want people flying in and going, is that where Liverpool play? I want people and flying onto the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they experience I, is you fly onto the bench? I'm sorry to like, appear xenophobic with the, them lot over there, but uh, it would, that's what I would love, for someone to come in and go, Steady. that must be where Liverpool Steady. play. And someone go, no, that's, that's where Everton play. I said this before. I, I Some know. more people from the will. There is. Fucking wills. What I would love on this new ground is like, and I, and I tweeted this, and I th- a lot of people seem to come on board with it, to be honest. And it's like I have a Batman sign in the, in the sky, but yeah. the Everton crest yeah. just beamed into the sky across the maze. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Day, wouldn't just it? the big nil satisfaction, like optimum. Just the, just the Everton badge in the sky. Being from the grounds on a match day or, yeah. or of a Monday night kickoff. Like li- sky and love, but also. You're listening for a hat. The image of Everton. <laughs> the, the image of. Hey, we don't want much. <laughs> we don't want much, no. But also, you know, the neighbours, we like to keep them in the back. <laughs> they, they would, that new stand would appear so insignificant. Sorry to make it about Liverpool, but we have got to appear better than that. But I'm not, I know we make, we make jokes of it and 
we're laughing a lot here, and, and but in all seriousness, that relationship now with Evan FC and the Peel City Council, it couldn't be any stronger. No, it's, it's think about like the cracks that divided yeah. after Walton Park, mm. Walton Hall Park. Everton have balls it up so many times about failed projects, right? Hand in hand with the with the council sometimes, hand in hand with commercial people sometimes. This and that. Think about 12 months, 18 months, two years ago. Remember when the tweets came out and it was it was like a game of cat and mouse mm-hmm. yeah. over Watmore Park. Yeah. And Joe Anderson was directly involved. Now, there's a lot of pressure on Joe's shoulders, I'll admit. He's the, the mayor and whatnot. Mm. And he's getting excited. He's an Evertonian and, and Liverpoolians are a bit like, well, what's going on there? But Deliciously. <laughs> we have to look at it from the point of view that Everton have rebuilt them steps with the council. Mm. Put yeah. Liverpool aside, Liverpool have had their fun, main stand, Jesus Christ. Christ, I've never had that. so much fanfare in but my listen, entire life. Listen, listen, it, the bridges are being built. Now, whether that's Joe, it's not just Joe Anderson, it's all his colleagues as well. Mm. The club, the way they're applying themselves as a business, as a model, there's talk of Commonwealth Games, there's talk about the future of Everton, uh, Liverpool as a city. Yeah. Liverpool Waters project with Peel down there at the, the, the front. It all goes hand in hand, it all ties in nicely. So we, you can't only be excited about just Everton's plans, but Everton's relationships as well. Yeah. And how we're applying ourselves. And yeah. what you said before about how you need to be seen about a business model, top to bottom. Every conversation we've had here tonight, it resonates through that. And that goes from how we kick a ball yeah. on the pitch to how we apply ourselves in business with mm. the likes of Peel Holdings. And how we're looking off the pitch to a ground that, you know, it's like you say, it's everything that's going on. It's pointing to a massively bright future. Because it's, it's totally, you totally can't ignore what's going on. You know, it's, uh, it's the equivalent of putting an umbrella to a tsunami. Uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're ignoring what, uh, or if you're playing down what's going on at Everton. It's, we all know it. We've all waited so long for it. We all know what's happening. Look, it's a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah, matter of time. We all know it's going to happen. There's a wait behind it. It is literally just the timing of the announcement. That that is all someone's waiting for. Go on, I'll put you on your toes. So when do you think it'll be announced? And brings us on nicely to the poll about the building, the stadium. Yeah. When do you think if a stadium announcement is going to be made? When do you think it'll be made? I, mean, I think there's people who claim to be in the know and, and say it's going to be this and it's going to be that. But as three Evertonians yeah. around the table, what, what do we think? I think what, it, what? I, personally, I think it's got to be soon because from, from Joe Anderson's tweet the other day, he said the stadium will be u- well used by 2022. Yeah. Now it takes, what, three years build to build a stadium? Mm. So, you know, it, it's got to be done, oh. I would say, any time this season, really. We're 17 now. He was... 19 maybe is when we'd move in you know um, I would certainly say Joe Anderson can barely contain himself that's what I'm basing this on uh, and I, I would think that an announcement would be timed for the end of the season it's all about momentum everything's about looking momentous you know momentous everything's about gathering momentum so we do that on the pitch we stay unbeaten for as long as we can we finish strongly then the stadium gets announced then beside Mooney then new players get brought in you know it's all about <laughs> alright Mark no, no. no but that's that's what I'm that's, that's no. the plan I, I see what you mean to keep this snowball going big I agree because what we've got on paper here <coughs> since Mashiri come on board especially it's landmarks it's yeah. landmarks mm. absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah 
It's a snowball effect. And by the end of the, by, you know, they want, they want something that's going to knock a building over, and then snowball-wise, and that's what's going to happen. It's, just, it's, it's gathering, all the time, gathering pace. Just on, this, on the stadium, then, often the, the, the question that I, I sent out. So there was an interesting question said oh you talk about it and also there was another question that got put to you Mark as well yeah, yeah. which we'll come to in a minute yeah but so, it's interesting because it's relevant because it's it's obviously you know without any major balls up it's going to happen yeah very very soon so let's talk about it absolutely so the, the question that I, I, I put out on Twitter was um, if we built a 65,000 seater stadium would you want safe standing to be included within the designs of the new stadium, yeah, and we had like seven hundred and sixty-nine votes on this. Seventy-nine wow. percent um, of people said yeah, they would want safe really? standing. Only twenty-one percent said no. So it's a, it's a ma- I know, I know, I know. It's a, it's a straw poll, but for seven hundred and sixty-nine people to to take a vote on that, and seventy-nine percent of them, yeah, to say. They would want safe standing. It's a huge figure, and that's, that's the first time you just told us about that figure, really. Massive, isn't it? Do you know, keep that poll going for as long as you can, and now Twitter only, is it 24 hours? Yeah. That, that's a huge... Yeah, it, because I think people have seen what happens in Germany. It's perfectly safe. You know, I know this, it's a it's deep-rooted feeling within the city of why we shouldn't have it, you know, but I think it would be just a bigger tribute to move on from that and show that it can be done in a yeah. safe and perfect way yeah. and if it can improve atmospheres and grounds then that's what everyone wants a better match day experience you know I certainly do and if that will improve it then absolutely yeah. first and foremost it's got to be safe yeah. first and foremost no matter what any questions you throw out there it's got to be safe for the fans simple as that secondly would it improve the capacity to more than 65,000 because you're standing, you could probably mm. fit a couple more people in there. Would it yeah, push the yeah. the capacity up to towards seventy? And that's what someone said on on um, on Twitter to me before. You know, I think it was um, Croxy EFC. Yeah. So people will stand regardless. Might as well make the sections as safe as possible. It's possibly dangerous now, which he's got a point. Well, without he, has, the safe he, has, he has got a point. Yeah. And to be honest, when you're in the Gladys Street, the middle section. Yeah, they may call themselves the singing section, which is which is good in my opinion. I like singing at the match. Yeah, I do. But I sit on the right at the Gladys Street, where it's not always popular to sit up. Yeah, and stand up and sing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it very it's a sensitive subject. It let's, is. Let's not beat around the yeah. bush, lads. No, it's, it's 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 to this you shouldn't even be talking about it because of what's happened in the past. Yeah. But let's be man about it and let's be adult about it. Yeah. And be like, no, actually, we're talking about building a new stadium. There's other people and other clubs who've got safe standard sections, mm. so we're going to raise it as a. We know we know the fact that you know, it's, this is being raised at a higher level by the f- football. Supporters Federation and, and whatnot, mm. but we're free lads talking about it at yeah. Everton Stadium potentially with X amount of st- and look how crammed we are in Goodison yeah. 41,000. Mm. Let's look at it and, and think. Have you been I, in the toilets in the Gladys Street? In the upper Gladys, where I sit, I, I feel like Alice in Wonderland trying to get through that last door, <laughs> yeah, but, to be honest, at the time. What you said there said, oh, well, safety's first. Of course it is. Mm. It's, it's 2017 now, in my opinion. 
if we can't arrange safe standard in a football match mm. in 2017, yeah. we're never going to be able to do it. Absolutely. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say on the matter. The technology is there. There's, there's no, you know, the, the, the ticket system getting into grounds now. It's all set up. There's, you know, I, I think it's a sensitive subject in City and rightly so. But I think we've also got to look to move on from, from you know, we're all sitting squashed up against everybody's knees now. It's not... Doesn't scream safety now. I've to be honest, you, when I'm sat, you've sat next to me at the <laughs> match. You don't score. <laughs> I've needed hugging a few times. I don't know whatever <laughs> safety official signed that seat off. But, but you know, well, it's, basically it doesn't a, scream a, a safe now. Plastic blue chair up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if it's going to better us and better the atmosphere, then then why not? I, I think if you if you asked all the Premier League teams, I think they'd all vote yeah. in favour of. But that's a thing, though. A football supporters association is going to take it at the Premier League, and no one wants to take it on because it's such the a responsibility of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, lads, yeah. we're which sitting on the table talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is other yeah. people doing things at higher levels yeah. which make the decisions, which is fair enough. Yeah. But we're giving our opinions, and yeah. at the end of the day, personally for me, I'd love to see it. I, w- I would love to see. Yeah. We're all matchgoers, aren't we? Absolutely. And yeah. We're talking about a future for Everton, which is the priority, mm. but. We're talking about stadiums and it's safe and it's doable. Then why not? Yeah. And we want a more, we want an atmosphere that's associated with a match day rather than a library. You know, with this, you want the atmosphere, you want the experience of of going to a Premier League match, pay enough money for it. You know, to to get the most out of it with, by being part of a, of a really good atmosphere. Just mm. just a question on on the the, the project on the stadium project then. Just off that sort of subject to safe standard. Put a tweet out the other day about what would you rather do? Would you rather name the stands after former players who have passed? Yeah. You know, Everton legends, our Kendall, for example. Yeah. Or, obviously, keeping in mind with the business theme, would you rather sell the the name and rights of each stand? to external companies? What what would your thoughts be on it? In my opinion, I'd, I'd, I'd. the way it is now, did sell that name and right, did sell the name and rights mm. to the to the stadium. They would. Yeah. There's no way that we ever, ever fans would have a say. But we'd have a say on the stands, mm. and when they renamed the Gladys Street about our Kendall Gladys Street, I'm fully behind all that. I love all that. Yeah, I, I absolutely and adore it all that. Great on your season I think ticket it's great. as well. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I joked about naming every. <laughs> Every road in the city after Everton Legends. <laughs> I think that should be a given. Off. <laughs> um, but stadium would be, let's call it corporate, Yeah, let's call it advertising. The stands, Everton Legends. Mm. The station, the know. airport. <laughs> yeah, the airport. The, the seaport. <laughs> the river port. The, the lot. The, the hover, buses you know, hoverport. Yeah. Well, we call that, you know, the Tim Kale hoverport. I don't know. I'm, I'm joking. He's not see, a legend. See, before the, anyone starts, you like, just name it after like. I don't. I don't know. You, you, you'd have to accept the fact that though, if they're going to build a stadium there, that there's going to be some mm. sort of, let's say, for argument's sake, the Changarina. It's never going to be the Changarina, but you, you're going to have to admit the fact that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be elements to it where we keep our history, you know. But we're all, also a business. All of a sudden, we rename the Dock Road County Road. I, I, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, um, even absolutely. even saying that, like all, all roads lead to that new ground, in my opinion, should be named after 
legends. Legends of the club. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Latchford Terrace. Right. <laughs> Question for you then. Lee McDonnell answered, yeah. asked this one before, yeah. didn't he? Um, if we built a 65,000-seater stadium, would we fill it? The copyrights would love this if they're listening. They would, but they can't fill their own ground. So. Well, well, let's you keep your opinions to yourself. Come on. <laughs> would we fill that stadium? Your honest um, opinion. I think instantly no, because we're not going to get we're not going to gather that much momentum where we're going to attract newer fans to the club. It's going to take years of sustained success, mm-hmm. Man City wise, to to get new fans in. So I think instantly no but I think the new ground itself would attract maybe five, six thousand more on top of what we have now so I think we'd fill maybe 90% of that ground I think it'd be very difficult to fill 65,000 Evertonians you're going to need you're going to need a, a league title or for new fans to come in because unfortunately a lot of fans are fickle we're not all they're not all like us we've been supporting them no matter what for God knows how long no I think that's I think that's I think that's the reality of it I was just laughing to myself thinking 65,000 Evertonians Ross Barkley will throw himself in the fucking Mersey as long as they renamed the Mersey the Latchford or whatever he'd be fucking swimming in the Irish Sea that lad 65,000 and if we introduce the white hankies that they have in Spain, he's, he's gone. Right, said, oh, can we fill it? I, I tend to agree with Mark, to be honest. I think initially, probably not. Um, I think the, probably the most sensible thing to do, because we've got that much space within that Dockings area, yeah. is build a 50, 55,000 seater stadium with, on the proviso that you can extend to 65, 70,000. Yeah. You know. The more success that could potentially come to the club, yeah, I think would be stupid to go straight in 65, 60, 65,000 straight away. I think we'd yeah. be daft. Um, I think what you know, as I say, what what I think we should be doing is building 50, 55,000 and then growing the um, the attendance from there. So you build the stadium and then you expand, yeah. like other clubs have yeah. done, haven't you? It's like you, you know, you buy a house and you know. What 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 you do with a house? You might put an extension on the on the back of it if you haven't already got one. It's just it's all about growth and developing. Because what you do, what we don't want to do again as a business is outgrow ourselves before we've even grew. If you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So for me, I think we should I think we should be looking at fifty fifty five thousand and then extend. As a respectable them. figure, yeah. 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 Well, if you look at it all, we're selling out, aren't we? At home. As Mark said there about the, the city centre. It's kind of lure of it. You, you, you'd hope, you think, well, there's 50k and anything else is a bonus. But then I agree with what you're saying there. Realistic, it's like everyone wants a 100,000 seat stadium on the docks and in the Mersey, don't they? And infrastructure that. But you have to have the brand with it. And that's what we've talked about this all night and said about signing this player or doing this off the field <coughs> or bringing this person in or having this sort of attitude it's the business model which will only direct the future goal isn't and, it? and w- whether Evertonians like it or not within the coming years we will be a tourist attraction we, we will yeah. be like Liverpool simple as that and I don't care what anyone says Evertonians might say what are you talking about your ass but it's true you know the more success you get the more people are going to come in from, you know, from Ireland or you know, further afield, Spain, Germany, 
you know, you're going to get the day trippers coming in to, to come and see this new ground. And that's where the expansion then comes in. So for the first year, two years, you're going to have the, the core of Evertonians, local Evertonians, going on the ground and filming out every week. As I say, 50, 55,000. The more success that gets built, then you get people from afar turning around and going, oh, go and spend the day in Liverpool and, you know, go and watch Everton in, in their big fancy new stadium. I might do that. And then they go back to their homelands and tell the next person who thinks, oh, I might go there. Next thing you've got more people coming over. So that's where the growth and expansion will probably come in in the next five, six, seven years. And it's more, it's more, um, what's the word? Like, when you come to Liverpool City Centre, it's more on your toes kind of thing than, than travelling out. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to say, but I'm not saying we're going to take over and have selfie sticks in the box seat. iPads the lot. Yeah, all that. But I completely see what you mean in terms of a model. That's, that's how it has to be. Um, but it's exciting. There's an awful lot that we've just covered there and that's only a percentage of it, to be honest, lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the stadium thing issue was one that someone tweeted, you say, can we fill the stadium? Safe standard was another one. Is it going to fucking happen in the first place is another issue. Yeah, yeah. Joe Anderson, I don't know whether he just gets home and gets on the red wine and starts tweeting <laughs> us just to flirt with us. I'm going to knock on his house because he lives right by me. The truth comes out though when you're pissed. Joe, if you're, Joe, if you're listening to this, lad, I only live off to Abilene. I'm not being funny. We'll get a Chinese, we'll have a few babies. You can tell me what you want. I promise I won't say anything. No, even better, get him on the podcast. Well, yeah, to get him to come on. We'll, I'll buy you a few pints, Joe. Don't worry. Come on, Joe. Nah, I'm not a flirt, but Joe, you know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> but the stadium projects there, the commercial deals are there, the player signings we've already discussed. Martinez, Sachin, Cumin, and Walsh being appointed. Yeah. Um, an interesting one with Farhad Mashiri is his relationship with Jim White. Yeah. Not soft. What's your What's your views on that? Well, Jim White represents one of, I think, whether we like him or not, and a lot of people hate him, and that's fair to use. Um, but he represents the forefront of Sky Sports news, and there's absolutely no coincidence in the fact that Mishiri has befriended mm-hmm. someone with that that amount of uh, pull, if you like, you know, in the media. You know, Everton, he knows Everton needs to be more recognised, needs to be out there more, needs to be in people's faces more. And, uh, you know, Shady makes friends for reasons, I'm guessing, and, and I think this is one of them. Jim White's lucky to be, he probably can't believe his luck that he's in the loop that much with, with what's going on at Everton, but uh, Mishiri's using, I think it's, uh, they're using him for his own ends, you know. <laughs> Mishiri's using Jim White to get Everton out there, simple as that. So is it a case of he's just turned his back on the local press and things? Yeah. Or he just wants more of a voice? I just think he wants the brands of Everton. USM Finch Farm, you know, he, he, the the big thing that he's done with, with Sky Sports over the the past couple of days. Yeah. You know, he just wants the Everton brands out there. He wants to get it across the UK, across Europe, and across the world. You know, and we, again, we come back to the business side of it. That is how you grow your business. Simple as that. Yeah. The more money that comes into the club, yeah. The more money you've got to spend. <laughs> you know what's on, yeah. So, and that's another means to get to that, isn't it? You know, by using Jim White, you know. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's all good. I think if it was someone else being Sky Sports, you know the whatever the 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 main icon, if you like, of that channel, and that's the main broadcaster what people watch for sports. 
than than you know for sports news and stuff. Well, did you watch yesterday's interviews about you know Carragher was them. there, obviously Carragher yeah. had interviewed. There was Lukaku got in, uh, interviewed. Cumin got interviewed twice. Um, Unsworth, you know, Denise Bar- Baxendale off Everton community. She's on the board, in fact. Elstone was there. Um, but have you noticed all the interviews were with the figureheads of Everton Football Club? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Heads no, of all, departments. All, all the fat heads in terms of Elstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tan like, heads. You know, all, all yeah. the fat yeah. cats were there, you know, given, given their side of things, all, you know, Everton legends, you know, given their points yeah. of view. The yeah. manager, given his points of view. Lukaku on the telly, Terry and a new arsehole, you know. But machine, nowhere to be seen. Exactly. Exactly. Like the puppet master. But not like a Kenway puppet master. This is a good puppet master. (laughs) Pulling the strings. It's just. Sorry, yeah. From. Again, it. it, You know, we we all know it's been a year since Machiri bought his significant shares in Everton. Yeah. You you can't say take over, unfortunately. A lot of football fans go, well, Everton have been took over. They haven't. No. Bill Kenwright, John Woods, amongst others, are still there with the with the large proportion of control of the club, which is fair enough for now. Machiri's come in though with new ideas, new ambition, and we've talked about all of them tonight. So I think we're all in agreement that we're going places, yeah, and it's a, it's a good model to have. Um, we obviously done a separate podcast about progression on the pitch. Cummins there with. Um, with his ideas and his, you know, his, yeah. his not a revolution, but his involvement of the Everton squad, and then off the pitch you've got the business model from top to bottom, which we've all just talked about for the past hour. So there's a lot to be excited about, really, isn't there? Totally, because for the first time it's not all talk. There's absolute clear evidence of what we're saying is true. You know, is that is the the momentum slowly gathering behind Everton by what we're doing. Sponsorship deals, new stadiums, getting rid of shy players, building the squad with youth and, and quality signings. You know, you're going to have to be stupid to not see what's going on. Mm. Yeah, and it's only going to get better. The good thing is we're using the sponsorship to our own advantage because we're using yeah. his connections already with the likes of Usmanov and, you know, the USM yeah. farm. Straight away we've got a sponsorship deal here worth millions. You know, Effectively, Which is the way... Big clubs get round. See, this is what I mean. We're acting like a big club, trying to get round financial fair play. Mm. <laughs> this is not something that we're used to. This is this is selling Rooney and giving Moyes three million quid. That's what we're used to. We're not yeah. used to acting this way as a club, and that's why we've got to be excited. Yeah. We're we're doing these things for a reason. That's brilliant. Well, <laughs> you started it on a good point, <laughs> and he's ended it on a big point, hasn't he? <laughs> He actually speaks a lot of sense when you get what? him in a pub. About four points playing for him. <laughs> but no, there's been an awful lot that has happened over the past 12 months. Hopefully we've tried to cover everything. I'm sure we have. Yeah. The stadium is the next thing. Hopefully we'll just get Joe Anderson round yeah. to ours in the Swan and uh, have a few wines. Yeah. Well, let's and hope in the next 12 months that we're back in the same place talking. Yeah. About what we were talking about tonight. About some confirmed developments yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. I hope just so. more of the same. A new stadium, you know, better players in the squad. And looking up in the table. Yeah, and yeah. getting past the fourth round of the league cup. <laughs> so it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Talking about it. 
Thanks very much, Farhad. Your hard, your hard work starts here. I'm feeling lot. euphoric. <laughs> I know you're. I can tell. You all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm fucking great, me clown man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> nothing to do with the Irish girl coming down tomorrow. Oh, you have to get done. I had to say, I had to. Right, before we get off, <laughs> get the candles out. <laughs> Good to speak to you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Bring it to a close. Good night. Take care.